when someone asks for your thoughts on something, do you give it to them? Or do you shy away from giving an opinion or having a difficult conversation because you don't want to be wrong or disliked? So instead, you just tell them what you think they want to hear. You center yourself what you actually think. Why do we do that? Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. Personally, I am over staying quiet because someone might not like what I have to say. This year is my 12-year anniversary selling real estate. Over 800 homes sold. Do I know everything? (laughs) Oh, no. I know on the daily that I don't know everything. Do I know more about the market than the people that hire me? Yes, absolutely. Are they hiring me because I'm the expert? Yes, of course they are. If I don't tell my clients what to do, whether it's to win the offer on buying their house or to set their house up for the best staging, for presenting it to the market to get the best terms and the highest price, am I doing them a disservice? Yes. Is it possible that I might not get the listing if I speak my opinion? Yes. Is it possible that you might not get the listing if you speak your opinion? Of course. Is it possible we may have just dodged a bullet in that case? Yes. The words we use and how we deliver them can make a difference. Now, it's not just sharing your opinion or sharing your thoughts that might work against you, but it could be the way you say it. The words we use and how we deliver them can make a big difference. I learned that lesson on a house that had a urine problem. It was perhaps one of the grossest listing appointments I've ever been on, and it was a referral. Immediately when you walk in the door, it smelled of pee and there was dirt on the walls, like smeared on the walls. It was so gross. The house was, it really wasn't very old. It was just a few years old and it was in bad shape. It was one of those that you don't even ask if you can keep your shoes on. You just keep them on because it's disgusting. Like there's not enough penicillin. Turns out they had two of the biggest dogs I've ever seen. They were pit bulls, but more like the bulls of Pamplona. They were pit bulls. But not just a regular pit bull, like picture Bowser from Super Mario. Like that is a huge dog. And that's what these dogs were. And that's nothing against pit bulls. I once had a dog that we rescued from the pound and she was a pit mix and she was the best dog ever. So this isn't pit bull hate. I have no problem with the breed, but these dogs, they were like small horses and apparently they weren't house trained. So gigantic dogs with no manners and the dirt on the wall. Well, that was from the big dogs too. They were so dirty that they would rub themselves on the wall and leave a mark, a visible residue from the filth in their fur. It was so gross. So I was there to talk about listing your house for sale. And if you sell real estate, you know that none of what I just described is helping them get their house sold, let alone get a good price for their house. So I got right to it. And I started telling them everything that they needed to do to get ready to list. They're going to need new carpet. Perhaps they'd need to cure the subfloor if the urine had soaked through. You need to clean clean and paint the walls. The list was a little bit longer. Uh, I'm just talking the things specific to the dogs and the pee. Oh, I guess they also had some trim that had been scratched and chewed on. So 
there was a lot going on. So I shared everything that I could with them. I followed up and I gave them my contacts for handyman, for painter, for house cleaner. And the next day they told me they didn't think I was family friendly and they were going to hire someone else. What? I totally did not understand. How is anything I said, not family friendly? So after thinking about it for a bit, I realized that getting feedback like this is hard for them. They're probably embarrassed too. Now, I don't think I was rude, but I don't think they were prepared for my, okay, let's get it done. Very frank conversation. A month later, I see they listed the house with a brand new agent. They had done everything I told them to do and come to find out they'd used the contacts that I'd shared with them too. After a week or two, I, I'm not sure. And I don't really remember how long it was. A couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from the sellers. They were upset because they realized they picked the wrong agent. They were so sorry. They were very apologetic for offending me for what they had said about being, not being family friendly. They begged me to list their house for sale. And of course I'm in sales. So I did. They canceled the listing with the other agent. They relisted it with me. And the story does have a happy ending because we did get the house sold and it, it was great, but I will never forget how upset they were and their reaction could have changed me. It's possible I could have stopped sharing valuable feedback for fear of upsetting someone. Now imagine not wanting to know that your house smelled like piss and putting it on the market. Oh, wow. But you know what? Actually, their reaction did change me. It just didn't censor me. What I do now, ever since the dog pee house, is I ask the sellers what they would like from me on our listing appointment. And they always say, please tell me what to do. So I get their permission to share my thoughts and to be frank, to give my opinion, to share my truth. But what if they didn't want my opinion? Well, that would save both of us a lot of time because I don't want a listing that smells like pee. If they don't want to know what I have to say to prepare their house for market, they're not going to want to know what I have to say when it comes to price or negotiations. They're telling me they're an asshole and I'm going to listen. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it was Oprah that said, maybe she was repeating it. Maybe it was Maya Angelou that said, I don't know who said it, but I heard Oprah say it. And it's something I always have remembered. She said, believe people when they tell you who they are. And is that so true or what? Here's the deal. If someone doesn't like me or my answers, when they're interviewing me, they're not going to like me three months later when we're at the end of the transaction. And that's okay. At some point, we learned that people will only like us if we're nice and lovable, that if we deliver bad news or a contrary opinion, we'll fall out of favor. When someone asks you for your opinion on the market and you have an opinion, do you share it with them? For example, right now, the market is kind of weird. Interest rates are going up. Some buyers are being priced out of the market. Houses are selling super fast at record high prices. And your friend from the gym wants to know if this is a good time to buy an investment property. I mean, it's probably a better time to sell an investment property, but it's tricky, isn't it? Of course, I want the business, but I want the relationship more. So I'm going to share the pros and cons of buying an investment property in today's market. They can decide what's right for them, but I'm not going to let them think it's all hearts and flowers because it's not. It is brutal out there and they deserve to know it. And then when you're on a listing appointment and you're talking about price, (sighs) I tell all of my sellers that we'll test the market on the high side, because if I sell your house in five minutes, you're probably going to wonder if we left money on the table. So let's list at the top of the market and we'll see what happens. That strategy has worked really well in this market. 
When the market shifts, I'll probably adopt a different strategy. But you know, sellers, they always think their house is worth more than what you tell them. I've shared my price opinion, but then I'm also a flexible person. And in most cases, I want the listing. So if they think it's worth more than what I think, we'll talk about it. I think it's 100% fair to explain to sellers that you don't want or need an overpriced listing. If their price is within reason and the market is insane like it is right now, then I'll try it with the expectation that we react quickly within a week if the market rejects us by not delivering an offer. If their price is unreasonable, then I'm okay walking away from that listing. And I tell them that I think they need to find an agent that can support them at that price. And that is unfortunately not me. If I listed it at a price I can't support, all they're going to feel is me nagging them constantly to lower the price. So I tell them, I wish you well, and I hope you get that price, but you need an agent who can support you at that price. And I know that there are a lot of agents out there that give a high price at the listing appointment just to get the listing. And I don't know, I just don't understand that business model. I don't know how they can handle those constant pricing conversations. Well, we listed too high. We listed too high. We listed too high and beating the seller down $5,000 at a time to lower the price. And then now the house is on the market for several months longer than it should have been. And they get even less than what they should have gotten in the first place. It's nuts. Recently, I went on a listing appointment for someone that's been in my database since 2014. They registered on my website way back then. And I think we had a listing appointment, but they ended up selling by owner. I think, I don't know. They canceled that listing appointment. And then they recently told me that they ended up selling it by owner and they didn't think it would sell and it did. And then they also bought direct from a builder. So they just didn't need an agent in any of their uh, transactions in 2014. A couple months ago, they registered for their home value from one of my newsletters and Jess, who's my ISA, she reached out to them to see how we could help. She wasn't able to get a response right away. A few weeks went by and then out of the blue, the lead calls us. They called Jess. They wanted a listing appointment as soon as possible. So I went out a couple of days later and I took the tour as you do. And when I asked if the water softener was staying, the wife said, oh, someone else asked us that too. Mm-hmm. Only a realtor would ask that question. So you've been interviewing other agents, huh? Come to find out they'd talked to three other agents. One was a friend of the husband's and, and had been over in January and gave them a price of $4.99, which was in line with the pricing recommendations that I had prepared in my preliminary price opinion. Another agent had come over two days before and said, this house will never appraise for more than 430000 And she sells a lot of real estate. I think the third agent said 445,000. So they tell me this and immediately I think, oh my God, how could my numbers be so far off the numbers that these other agents are bringing? And of course I guessed the agent that said it was 430,000 and she doesn't, to the best of my knowledge, she doesn't have a reputation for underpricing houses. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. So we agreed to not set a price. That pricing a house is very difficult and I'd look at the numbers more in detail the next day. Now that I've seen their house, maybe that will make a difference. I also told them, if you think you're going to list with your friend, just tell me so I don't waste my time on this. They nodded and smiled and said, sure thing. The next day I looked at that market seven ways from Sunday. Truly, I have seven versions of this CMA. I see how the agents on the low end got their price, but also there are comps that are selling for $150,000 more. So it doesn't, nothing makes sense. So I did some Olympic scoring. I removed the high and the low. I looked at the whole neighborhood versus just a half mile radius. Looked at the competition around town. 
I sent them all the downloads, all the comps and a loom video explaining everything in way too much detail. They called me that night at seven o'clock to say they wanted to list it with me. They liked my personality as well as the effort I put into pricing. The wife even told me that after the second agent had been there, the one with the lowest price, that as soon as that agent left, she turned to her husband and said, I'm calling Heather Wright. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. But anyway, they took my recommendations. They took all of them. We listed at 475 and you bet we sold it that weekend. So the moral of all of these stories is to encourage you to speak your truth in work. I know that speaking your truth has lots of meanings in life in general. And I do think that you should always speak your truth, but when it comes to real estate and working with clients and prospective clients, I think it's really important to say what you think. I do not think that means you should go around screaming your allegiance to Trump or your allegiance to Biden or whomever. Like, I do not think we should be speaking our truth so loudly with our politics because that's very controversial. Now, some people would disagree with me and say that is one way to attract your people, but I'm not there yet. So I am saying, speak your truth when it comes to your professional opinion and giving advice and your actual true thoughts in relation to where the market is at today. What do you think I should do? Answer all of those questions truthfully. When you try to water down your opinion and make it seem more nice or more friendly, or I'm not really sure why they're asking me this. So I'm not really going to tell them what I think for fear. They're not going to like me. When you do those things, why would anybody like you? Like that's, you're saying nothing, you're saying absolutely nothing. And you're not setting yourself apart from the competition when you just give watered down statements that, I mean, who wants that person? So speak your truth. You are your brand and it's okay. If people don't like you, it's okay. If people disagree with you, your people will appreciate you for speaking your truth. And actually often I feel like I have alienated somebody and come to find out they really appreciated what I said or they respected me for sharing my opinion, and then they hired me. So if you are afraid of answering questions with your honest truth, giving advice of what you truly think needs to happen, especially if that advice might be about getting rid of the cat pee or the dog pee smell in a house, well, think about how you can say it in a hug. You can sandwich it in between compliments. You can compliment them on the wonderful location of their house. You just love this neighborhood hmm, we should probably do something to neutralize the odor from Fido. And then the final compliment in this compliment sandwich would be, we're going to get you an amazing price on this house and help you move to your next place, blah, 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 blah. Regardless, you have to tell them what you think. You are your brand, not some vanilla saying nothing sentence about real estate. I hope this episode was helpful and that you carry on speaking your truth.